Welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa Caprio. Do you believe in magic? What if you were told that all you had to do was get a little creative and work a magic spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Here on Postcards to the Universe, we will share manifesting, tips, postcards, creativity, abundance, and prosperity. Here is your host, Melissa Caprio. Hey everybody and welcome to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, creating the life you crave. It's Wednesday. How are you guys doing today? I hope everybody's doing well. It's super dark and rainy here today. I don't know. We have like a system or something. Maybe that means the weather's going to change. You know, I'm always hopeful for that, as you guys have heard me say in the past. I love it when the weather gets cooler, which is very rare down here in South Florida, but maybe, maybe that's what it is. I have a really cool show today. Uh, her name is Joanne Fawcett, and she is an author. Uh, her book is called Midlife Magic, but she's also going to share um, her knowledge on UFOs and the paranormal and all that fun stuff. So I'm excited to talk to her today, and she's going to join me in just a few minutes. A little shout out to all my regulars who listen each week. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming uh, and listening and tuning into my show and coming back. It means the world to me. And if you are new to my show, I want to say welcome. And I hope that you do keep coming back. We always put the shows up on replays in the archives on Ohm Times Radio, and I also take the show and put it up on my podcast, which you can find on my website, postcardstotheuniverse.com. So I do hope you enjoy the show and you keep returning. Um, I am, if you are listening to me for the first time, you guys who listen to me on a regular know this already, but... It's worth repeating. I am an artist. I'm an author. I'm a photographer. And I have a book. It's titled Postcards to the Universe, Harness the Universe's Power and Manifest Your Dreams. And my book, I, I take people's manifesting postcards, which are like mini vision boards, I would say, and I photograph them. And when the person's postcard, what they put on their postcard shows up in the reality, they share their story. And I have the image of their postcard next to their story in the book. And there are 30 of those in my book. And I have so many exercises and fun uh, manifesting games in the different areas of our life that we want to you know, attract more abundance, which is in the areas of love and money and health and career and so much more. So I hope that you check it out. You can find it on Amazon or barnesandnoble.com. And if you're interested um, in doing some fun uh, games, manifesting games, yeah, definitely check out the book. And I also decided to do some live readings from the book. Um, I started doing that probably, I don't know, a month ago, maybe a little longer. And if you want to follow along, they're five-minute videos. You can find those on TikTok and Instagram, and I also upload them on uh, LinkedIn and, and YouTube. So I hope to see you over there. You know, send me a like if you're watching those videos. I would appreciate it. Each week, I share what I call a magical message, and it's... Um, 
a postcard that I get that I photograph with an affirmation because I do affirmations all the time. But what I've been doing lately is I've been re-photographing the postcards that are in the book since I'm doing the readings. So I'm kind of putting those together. So you'll get to see um, some new images of those postcards from the original ones that I took from the book. And today's me- uh, message is today is a great day. It's a good day. It's a good thing to say when you wake up, right? Let's put it out there. Today is a great day and see what happens for you. Um, please Thank keep you. sending me manifesting postcards. How and where to send it is on my website, postcardstouniverse.com, or reach out, send me an email, and I will tell you how to do one and where to send it. And I love getting them in the mail. I get so excited. I also started doing a couple of workshops. I have one. It runs Thursday evenings. It's called Manifesting Through Gratitude, A Visual Journey. And it's five weeks, start to finish, and then we roll them over. And it's basically about using gratitude for manifesting and the little extra that you get from the workshop, it's online, so you can do it from the comfort of your home, is that you get to use, and I'm going to show you how to use your camera phone as a tool for manifesting, you know, the things that we already have in our life, which sometimes we take for granted. Uh, if when we fo- learn to focus on that, so much more shows up. And I also have another one coming up in January. It's January 6th, 1 to 4 p.m. It's just one day. And this one is titled, Put Your Wishes to Work and Manifest the Life You Desire. And it's going to be about how to create a manifesting postcard. It's perfect to do in the beginning of the new year, right? What do we want to bring in in 2024? I can't believe we're already in the middle of November, you know? 2023 just blew by. Like, I can't even believe it. So if you want to find out more about each of those workshops, I would love to see you over there. Just go to postcardstouniverse.com and under workshops, you'll see both workshops listed and it'll tell you more information. And if you're on Facebook, I have a group called Postcards of Love. It's public and we just share fun, loving, interesting, inspirational stuff. It's all very light. We want to keep it light, right? We want to keep our energy high. So today um, I have a really uh, interesting guest. I'm really excited to talk to her. And she was kind enough, um, Joanne... Uh, was going to come on my show probably at a later time. I originally had a different lineup and um, the person who was supposed to come couldn't join me. And I messaged Joanne and I said, hey, would you be willing to come this week? And she's like, yeah, definitely. So I'm so excited. All right, let me tell you a little bit about her. Joanne Fawcett dramatically changed her life over the last 20 years. Seven marriages, including abuse, divorce, and death. The seventh husband was a former military intelligence officer, an active member of the Mormon church for nearly 30 years. She left it behind to embrace the world of UFOs, elementals, magic, and paranormal, which speak deeply to her soul. Through her many struggles, she found her strengths, gifts, and inner power. Learning that dreams do come true, she is an international speaker on the topic of UFOs, extraterrestrials, including the military's involvement. Her book, Midlife Magic, is the story of her journey. Her passion is to teach others about this world of wonder. And today, she is a warrior who proudly carries the title Wise Woman Crone. I love that. And you can find out more about Joanne if you go to her website, which is Dragon Hill 
www.thebookshelfbooks.net. Welcome, Joanne. Thanks for coming today. I'm excited to talk to you. Thanks for having me. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you great. Okay, you sound great. You sound good to me. Wow. So first, first seven marriages, you're like Liz Taylor. <laughs> Almost, yes. <laughs> wow. That's so interesting. I couldn't find seven people that I liked enough to even... <laughs> date. I don't even know about Mary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so was it the la- the seventh husband that got you, because he was an intelligent mil- in the military yeah. that got you into the UFOs? Yes, exactly. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to turn the mic over to you. Like, why don't you share a little bit about like how you got into what you're doing today and, and, and talking about UFOs and extraterrestrials. I totally believe in it. Many of cool. the people that listen to my show do. Many of my former guests uh, believe in UFOs, you know, so yeah, tell us about it. Okay. Well, and I can't remember that was part of my bio, but you know, when I was a kid, we watched, I grew up in the fifties and sixties. So we watched Martian movies mm-hmm. that were pretty cheesy. And, um, and then you, yeah, I didn't think anything more about it. Um, and I didn't, you know, I didn't even think about it until much later. I'd had some ghost experiences in my twenties mm-hmm. at different funerals and things. And then I, when I met number seven, I was still a member of the Mormon church but mm-hmm. after I met him and I started visiting him and we started talking about other things and other spiritual things and stuff, I left the church. So that's, that's a different story, but it's like, it was no big trauma there. But mm-hmm. then, you know, probably years, well, it wasn't right away, but years, I mean, I knew he'd been into the military. Eventually I knew it was military intelligence and eventually, you know, it probably was a good two or three or, you know, it was a few years into the relationship. And he gave me something to read and type up because he'd written this story about a space mission that he'd been on. I'm going, Mm -hmm. what? This is real. And you've been in space and there's aliens and this is all real. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because in 2004, um, he said, oh, there's a, and at the time I was living in California and, Mm -hmm. and he said, oh, there's a, UFO conference in the San Francisco area, you you know, might want to go. It's like, okay, that sounds like fun. <laughs> and I went and I was just going to go for one day. It's like, oh, I need to go back for the second day because this was all new mm-hmm. and exciting information to me. And then by the next year, I had enough of his information at my fingertips so that I could have my own booth at that, that fair. Mm-hmm. And then I started getting on radio shows and speaking at conferences and things. So it, you know, it was, it lasted, well, I was, I was on the speaking circuit until a COVID hit, basically. Okay. You know, yeah. and then I've been on a lot of podcasts and, um, and I just start, I just did my first in-person speaking thing a couple of weeks ago. So oh, that was, wow. That was fun. That was fun. Yeah. So, um, before we get into, I want to find out like some what information that you sure. could share to us about like the UFOs and the extraterrestrials. But before we do that, I got it. Let's just talk about a little bit about, I mean, being married seven times is a lot. So, <laughs> so is. why do you think that 
I mean, because you talk about, right. and you, I know in your book, you know, there's, you, you went through some abuse and all this stuff. Yeah, like, right. what was it that you feel like that you needed to learn to go and be married seven times? Because that's what I always yeah. ask myself when I go yeah. through stuff. I'm like, okay, what is the lesson here for me, right? We all have lessons that we have to go through. And not that many people are married that many times. So why do yeah. you think that was, that is, <laughs> thankfully? <laughs> Well, there's a couple reasons. Again, mm-hmm. I grew up in the 50s and 60s, so your mm-hmm. image, the image growing up was happy family, you know, mm-hmm. house, mm-hmm. kids, white picket sure. type of stuff. And so I thought that's what you just do. You know, right. my parents, well, they, my parents were separated for a short period of time when I was in, I guess you call it middle school now. We used to call it junior high. But anyway, you know, when I was in my early teens, you know, my parents mm-hmm. separated for a while. But for the rest of the time, they, they stayed married until my father passed. And mm-hmm. so it's interesting. So that's the, the image I had. And then after I joined the Mormon Church, it's all about happy family, lots of kids if you can have them. Mm-hmm. And, okay. you know, and that's what it is. Happy family, you know strong family values. And I, I, I loved that, you know, I, I wanted to be, you know, this loving wife and this mom of a million kids. I ended up having one, which was fine mm-hmm. because the universe knew best. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and then, and then again, in the Mormon church, you're not supposed to have sex before marriage. You're not mm-hmm. supposed to live together before marriage. So if you're in your early twenties and the hormones are raging and the only way you can have sex is to get married, you know, and yeah. he seems like a nice guy, and he's a member of the church, so mm. he must be a good guy. He must want the same things I do, right? Because we right. go to the same church. So obviously right. we're on the same page on many levels. Well, that really was never the case. <laughs> right. That's, That's interesting. Well, it makes sense if in the yeah. Mormon church you can't live together and you can't, no. and you're, pra- yeah, and you're, and yeah. you're following the Mormon. I don't know anything about being Mormon. So, but following the Mormon philosophy, then that makes sense that instead of dating, you just marry them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, there was some dating, but again, oh, right. there was some dating, but again, it's like the first guy I married, it turns out he only married me because his family was, you know, we were in, I was barely 20 when we got married. Mm -hmm. He was a little bit older. His family was pressuring him to get married. I was a home ec major. Like, so what Mm -hmm. better to marry somebody that's, you know, supposedly Susie homemaker. Well, you know, later as we're going down there, it's like, well, I didn't really love you and you're not thin Uh enough. And it's like, Mm -hmm. oh, excuse me. So I know you said, you said it did it, is, is that also part of the reason, you know, going through all those relationships and was that part of also the reason that you decided to leave the Mormon church because of the, the yeah. philosophies that were, no, yeah, no? It, it's funny because, um, and, and I'll, I'll say one more reason why I, I married so many times is because mm-hmm. by marriage number two, I married a mm-hmm. non-member, but I mm-hmm. got pregnant like, right, I got pregnant before we got married, actually, but mm. I didn't know that at the time. But, you know, he died, and mm. so then I wanted to find a dad for my daughter. Got even it. Though we were yeah. much better off in the in-between time because I kept marrying losers. Um, mm. So then yeah. when I met number seven, who's not a member, and he's a pagan, mm-hmm. and we started talking about other things besides things you hear from the pulpit, like, oh, right. There's more to spirituality than what they're teaching at that church. Oh, there's some cool things to learn about that are outside mm-hmm. the little world I know as a Mormon. 
So my worldview was very small. And right. all of a sudden, my eyes are just going, oh. And this guy was very interesting. So I thought I would rather go see him at prison for a few hours several days a week versus sit for a Oh, yeah. Day. We do need to mention that because oh, yeah. he, he went yeah. to prison. So so yeah, why don't you? Yeah. <laughs> oh, is he still there? Are, okay. So then two questions. Are you still married to him? No, we got uh, a divorce uh, in May. <laughs> okay. So why did he end up going to prison? He was convicted of masterminding a murder that happened in the, Cal- the San Francisco Bay Area in 1982. And while oh, he had wow. nothing to do with it, the kids that did it said he masterminded the whole thing and helped them dump the body. But, but he di- he's saying he's innocent. He, he has is, nothing right? to do I with know, it. Okay. Yeah. Yes. yeah. And I, I believe that after reading all the paperwork okay. and okay. also knowing of his, you know, it's like I kind of joke, but it's like, Knowing that he's this elite military person with all this great training, you're not going to mm-hmm. hire teenagers to help you kill somebody and then hide the body so badly that it floats back up. So, I mean, wow. if you're a trained military person, you don't need teenagers to help you, and you would just do it yourself and hide the body and nobody find it. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You have had a fascinating, fascinating. You can write a book just on all that, all your relationships. Oh, my well, I Lord. I mean, half, half yeah. the first book is about book is, the Yeah, that's true. This is about the, the husbands, second, right? Yeah, the second <laughs> book is all about him, but... You know, that's not about UFOs. But, yeah, oh, you know, it was, like, interesting. He he opened my eyes to a lot of things, mm-hmm. and, and I've had my own UFO sightings since I've known him. But, yeah, it was just, just the idea of becoming more enlightened or educated about the world and the reality of things and that there were, mm-hmm. you, you know, there were things yeah. that made you spiritual beyond sitting in church all day. So. Sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, sure. No, I believe that because that's me. I don't, I'm not a... I'm not, I don't follow any segregated religion. Yeah. I'm more of a yeah. spiritual person. So, right. okay, so he opened up your world to this. Now, yeah. did he work for a, that special secret sect of the government that was like clued in on yes. the UFO sightings? Yes. He, he did. Yes. Okay. And, so, and his, his dad was doing that, and his grandparents, grandfathers mm-hmm. also, you know, it kind of it ran in the family. And his mm. dad was doing this because he was in the military. So the ex grew up around mili- grew up in the military. He grew mm-hmm. up seeing aliens because okay. his dad would take him to things. And so it was. You mean aliens that that are 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 here that are like at uh, at sites so, that you at military sites. Some, wow. Yeah, sometimes they're at bases, and sometimes over the years the the government and the military have helped host or help. They were involved with certain treaty conferences between humans and aliens that happened here on earth. And mm. one was in 1961. So the ex was a kid and he got to mm. go. Oh, wow. And, and then the other one, the next one after that, cause there's been several, but the next big one after that was 1971. So he was a young adult and then he was part of the security team. So sometimes he was in the U.S. military. I mean, he has mm-hmm. been in the U.S. military. Um, he was Army and then Navy. And so he really doesn't talk about his involvement with that kind of stuff because he's mm-hmm. still, his, his, Classified. his secrecy oaths, well, his secrecy mm-hmm. oaths are still applied. He's right. also worked for international agencies or maybe somebody else's government. So those are, you know, a lot of the things that he can 
can talk about and has mm-hmm. told me, and then he would write things. And then okay. I would, I had a nonprofit for years, so then I would, you know, sell the reports and I would go around to the conferences and speak. Oh, so what is, okay, so, so he's saying that there's real treaty, because, you know, people, more people are talking about stuff like this, but that there's yeah. actual been contact. And mm-hmm. so why, so why, I mean, yeah, you hear, you talk about it. So you're like, yeah, sure. It's like nothing <laughs> for, the re- for the rest of us. We're like, what? Well, like, why is this being still so hidden? Do they think that people just would lose their minds and they wouldn't believe Pretty it much. or, I mean, or that's, fear? That's, yeah, that's what, that's what he, he was always telling me that the military felt like mm-hmm. the general public just couldn't handle the truth. And when the church, now take, Think about this. The church, mm-hmm. major church leaders, or the church leaders of all the major churches know mm-hmm. about UFOs and aliens okay. and, and have often helped the military deal with it or recover debris or whatever. It's just something, you know, the Vatican, the Catholic Church has at least mm-hmm. two observatories that I know about. And the Mormon church leaders have, have their own, have had their own, I'm sure they still do, have their own little military thing going or you know a Mm. branch of our military but and they were specifically tasked to help you know the u.s military with different ufo related things so 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 what is the treaty yeah i wouldn't be surprised that the church leaders the church the different treaties sometimes it's you know we'll give you this much technology you let us have this many people to take off the planet it's, it's, oh, yeah, it's people often, would freak out. People would freak out yeah, about stuff like it, that. It's often related yeah. to a trade for technology and people. Interesting. And so nowadays, what you what you look at mm. is, okay, if there's a major earthquake mm-hmm. or a major tsunami or mm-hmm. a major, major natural disaster, mm-hmm. how many people disappeared and how many bodies did they actually find? Oh, yeah. See, I wouldn't know. I've never yeah, read know. any. You know so, what I mean? Yeah. The, yeah so, so, you, you so you're saying, that, okay, I see. That's often a cover for a whole bunch of people that just got scooped up and taken away. But did they get taken, they get taken away against their will though? No, yeah, exactly. I'm, yeah, oh, see, yeah. that's not, that's not, that's not good. No, <laughs> yeah, no, listen, if you volunteer for it, that's whatever, that's your right, but yeah, to be no, taken. It's, it's usually you're taken against your will. And it's not to go on vacation in space. So that's wow. the dark side of it. There is a lot of light. Yeah. Front, you know, not, not all aliens are mean and bad and nasty yeah. and want horrible things for us. There are several friendly species. And, you know, there's even one that, there's more than mm-hmm. one, but there's one that I talk about a lot that works with our military and they have since 1952. Who Who is it? If you don't mind um, saying, no, I don't mind. Um, we okay. Call them the, we're, we call them the raptors. They're like the uh-huh. velociraptors that you see in Jurassic World. Those are real. They still look like dinosaurs, but that species has worked with us since 1952, when they met my father-in-law or my former father-in-law and several other military leaders at Hamilton Air Force Base in Northern California. So that's just crazy. I mean, so how? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what to ask. Like, so how was there even a communication? I mean, like, so well, we imagine you. it as, like, how would they even communicate? Do I'll, they speak? I'll tell you. Um, well, because that particular species can speak, you know, if you're, if you're, and 
if you're like a highly trained, if you're like a high level military officer or you're an elite level uh-huh. class, you know, if you're upper echelon of them, um, right. you, you get that particular species, you can have an operation on your voice box and then you can start learning how to speak human languages. So oh, I'll tell you, this is one God. of my favorite stories. In August of 1952, uh, mm-hmm. my father-in-law and my mother-in-law, and she was just like, I guess, was she pregnant at the time? She was either just barely pregnant with the ex or about to be. I can't. I think she was just barely pregnant. But anyway, summer okay. 1952. So, yeah, I think she must have been barely pregnant because he was born in June of the following year. Anyway, so everybody's at the officer's pool, you know, mm-hmm. at, the, at the, the Hamilton Air Force Base. And all of a sudden, eight shiny flying saucers come towards the base in Northern California. And, and there's... Um, in one of Richard Dolan's books, he actually mentions this because he had pulled that piece of information out of his Freedom of Information inquiries. Anyway, but this group of eight showed up mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, the officers all went down to the flight line, got in their jets. And my father-in-law and a couple other people come out of their hangars in U.S. military flying saucers and take off after these flying saucers. And I don't think they had a battle. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't hear that as part of the report, but they eventually all come back, and eventually this one lone raptor flying saucer comes back mm-hmm. and lands, and out walks this nine foot tall reptilian, looking like a dinosaur, and he said, "Hello, my name is blah blah blah, <clears throat> Prince Naga Draconis is his whole name." So he he was royalty. I think his mom was empress at the time. And and he was sent as an ambassador to start because she thought it was time to start working on a friendly basis with the humans. Mm. So, and he spent like three days at least at the Air Force Base talking with my father-in-law and other military guys, teaching them about things, teaching them and, and maybe teaching them about space and teaching them about, well, this is maybe this is what you learned maybe about the grays or somebody else and mm-hmm. maybe it's not quite true. So just setting them straight and educating them and that's you know, and that species has worked with us since 1952. And they're so cool. They they're absolutely. I can't wait to meet them one day. But they have this. I mean, they originated on this planet, so Mother mm. Earth is very dear to them. Mm, that's so interesting. And so, so when you go it. and you talk about this, like I mean, uh-huh. uh, people must. Some people must like be like their mouth must be on the floor. <laughs> they must be like because it sounds so fantastical. I mean, it listen, does. you know, it re- it does sound, but but there have been more and more claims of people who have witnessed and seen. And now in today's world with camera phones, people are catching more of uh, unidentified objects in the sky, things going into the ocean. You know, I I watched this whole thing about, I just watched this whole thing about there's a bait that some people believe and they've seen the spaceships coming out of the ocean, you know, that they have a base there. So, you know, it's crazy. So you watch this stuff and it's like, you know what, I'm going to be open to any possibility because what do I know? You know, I only know my little life. I am like open, but before we go, cause I want to find yeah. out more about this cause it's so fascinating <laughs> to me. Let's take our break now okay. and then we come back. We'll talk more about uh, these UFOs Great. and extraterrestrials. All right, guys, stay tuned. And we'll be back in just a few moments. Everyone has a story. I have a story. You have a story. We all have a story. As I see it, 
You have three choices. Allow your story to define you, use it to excuse you, or utilize it as a method to empower you. It's your life. You have the power. You choose. Rewrite your story on finduniquelyyou.com. Hi, I'm Melissa Caprio from Postcards to the Universe, creating the life you crave. Do you believe in magic? What if I told you all you had to do was get a little creative and work a dream spell to bring anything you can imagine into your life? Well, guess what? I've got the spell for you. Postcards to the Universe, a global movement for manifestation, is a casting magical tool for you to use whenever you want. How does living in passion sound to you? Join me in my movement where you get to create in the magical playground. Let's think outside the box and do some playful conjuring. By casting out our desires with a manifesting postcard, we explore our hearts and allow the alchemy of our dreams to appear. And don't forget to tune in each week here on Ohm Times Radio with my show, Postcards to the Universe, Creating the Life You Crave at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. I share tips on creativity, abundance, and prosperity, and you will be introduced to the coolest guests, trailblazers, mystics, and creatives who enrich our lives. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. If you're just joining me today, it's a very interesting topic. We're talking UFOs. <laughs> I have Joanne Fawcett as my guest, and uh, her last husband worked for the military and had firsthand knowledge of um, working with aliens and, uh, yeah, from other planets, from our government. And like I said, you know, I don't know. Anything is possible, right? I'm not going to close my mind off to it. You know, I had a thought, though, when I was during the break. I'm, do you think that maybe somebody set your ex-husband up because he oh, may yeah. have too much, he may have too much information. So yes. it's, you know what I'm saying? So it's easy. Well, he's in prison. So nobody's going to believe this guy, right? You know, kind of thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. And, and part of it was, um, he's, what do I want to say? He's, he's, he's a lone wolf or a lone ranger. And mm-hmm. he, he did tend to piss people off along the way. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, if you're in the habit of fighting the elite and new world order people who are trying to control everything and, mm-hmm. and they're happen to be involved with this UFO stuff as well. Um, when you make them mad, they, they can make you go away or, you know, sure. I, I think he's, too important to just have killed off, even though I'm sure they've tried many times. But um, so to mm. put him in prison, you know, they, just, they thought, yeah. well, that's, you know, if we can get him out of the way, then he can't really be fighting us or, you know, stopping mm-hmm. us from doing what we're going to do. So I do, I definitely, and not everybody believes this, but I definitely believe that they, um, either used this crime as a, you know, they used this mm-hmm. crime as an excuse or in, as a way to get him out of their hair. And it's mm. worked very well. He's been in prison almost 40 years. So. Oh, wow. That is a yeah. long time. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, all right. So let's go back to the UFOs. So you were talking about that one species that the government works yeah. with and that we have yeah. treaties. And basically the treaty is we get, they give us technology. We allow them to, <laughs> Take. Well, it, de- it depends. They okay. kidnap it, 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 humans. Yeah, it's not always like that because uh, 
the the conference in 1961, it was many uh-huh. different facets of that conference. One part okay. was there's going to be no open communication between civilians and aliens. So that's okay. why we don't see them showing up for tea yet. Um, okay. Parts of it was like, do we sell them our spaceships, our used spaceships for them to use? How far can we allow them to go out into space? Can we continue kidnapping humans? Mm, um, mm-hmm. Can we can we let them weaponize space? Will we let them defend space? You know, mm. they're not they're not real. I mean, the humans leaders mm-hmm. know where a lot of the aliens live. The aliens don't necessarily like that because number one. You mean the aliens that are here on Earth live, you mean? the aliens out in space don't necessarily want us pointing our telescope and saying, look, they live right there, Uh, or type of thing. Because we make a mess of things. Look at the planet. Mm -hmm. We've made a mess of our own poor planet. And Mm -hmm. there is so much trash out in space, literally. They really Mm -hmm. don't want us going out there. And there's vast resources out there. So, Mm -hmm. you know, they're already mining asteroids and moons and rings Mm -hmm. and stuff. They don't want us horning in on their territory and their commerce. So that's mm-hmm. that's just one little thing. But so the the treaties have to do with different different things. But you know, I know many side treaties also because often mm-hmm. you know here's the major treaty, but maybe there's side treaties between that government and a specific alien species might be about technology and mm-hmm. kidnapping, you know, quotas and stuff. So it just depends because different Different species have often worked with different governments. You know, it's just depend on who's going to make the best deal. You know, and like yeah. what I've said before, it's like on the dark side is if you look at where major terrorism has happened or mm-hmm. if certain wars have happened like Syria, mm-hmm. Afghanistan, Iraq, there's mm-hmm. been a lot of UFO activity there. And so often the military has to go in and under the disguise of a war, it's mm-hmm. because you're really covering up dealing with alien stuff. <coughs> so, okay. So then, so are the aliens something that is are benevolent and something to be feared and dangerous, both. or both. are they? So there's both. So there's the there there's a groups that are dangerous, and then there's groups that are not and want to help us because I have had other people talk about who channel like they channel right. you know the 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 aliens um the Venusians and the you know right. the different the groups who are are not dark they're light right. and they well, want to help us right. yeah right. and they want our earth to and they're not giving us a lot of the technology to help clean up our planet and save our planet because they're afraid we're going to weaponize it. So we, they don't feel we're mature enough as a species to handle it. So they're like kind of watching over us and waiting for us to, you know, become more enlightened as Thank a group, you. Yes. you know? So have you yes. heard that too in the, your alien experience? Yes. Um, okay. And what I can say is like, you know, when I'm t- talking about technology, something as simple mm-hmm. as like computers and cell phones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure okay. we get a you know we get a lot of that from aliens, but I also you know I work with I don't channel directly myself, but I work with the channeling medium. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm either talking to dead people that I want to talk about, or I'm talking to alien mm-hmm. species that want to come through and give me messages. So like for example, <clears throat> a couple of talks I've given, especially the last one that I gave in person um, just a few weeks ago, it's like 
there are many species, the friendly ones, they want mm-hmm. us to be part of, mm-hmm. you know, they're calling it the galactic community. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. but number one, you have ever, we need to remember that we are so much younger as a species than all of them. Mm-hmm. And we have a lot of stepping up to do and we right. need to like raise yeah. our frequency or vibration, whatever you want to call it. It's like we, we have some growing up to do or some, mm-hmm. you know, learning to do so that we're more on our level because there are many of them that want to communicate with us and interact with us. And many of them like want disclosure. Some of mm-hmm. them just want to, have commercial commerce with us, you know, and uh-huh. sell stuff to us. So that would be cool. But, and there's some that are, you know, scientists and who like to come explore here. And I, there are so many friendly species that I know about. I, I keep joking, but it's not a joke. I would love to do, I would love to sit down and have tea with a bunch of my alien friends and really yeah. discuss what their families are like and what their mm-hmm. societies are like, because the raptors, for example, mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. dinosaurs. They look like dinosaurs. They came from this planet, but they also they, they colonize space. So they have a vast empire in space. But, you know, they have a strong family sense and mm-hmm. they have lots of kids. But um, they have a strong family values and they believe in education and art and culture. And, yes, they're run mm-hmm. by an empress, but they have a government mm-hmm. system. And, it's, and, you know, they have vast military as well. So it's not like they just, you know, run around and say, we're not going to attack anybody. Yeah. But, I mean, so, but, but they, you know, want to help and they don't do anything to environmentally hurt this planet. Mm-hmm. If they need to like manufacture something, they'll do it off the planet. But, you know, most, they have bases here on the earth. They're all mm-hmm. in the ground. Um, there are a few species that originated here on this planet. And then there are some species in the, oceans and things that originated on the planet. There are other species in the oceans that came from other places but really liked it, so they stayed. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's obviously more, and and people tend to lump the term reptilians, you know, as if, as if all reptilians are the same, but there's many kinds of reptilians. There are some friendly ones. There are some not friendly ones. Uh, the mm-hmm. biggest group that I know that is, like, working with terrorists and, you know, I shouldn't say enemy governments because, you know, but maybe governments that aren't on the same page as we are for a certain things, you know, they might work mm-hmm. with them. Um, mm, interesting. What other, so I've heard of before the greys, many people the have said they've yeah. seen the greys. Um, yeah, I don't really. Like the grays. So, okay. So yeah, have you um, said you've seen, you've seen an, an extraterrestrial? No, no, oh, you haven't I've seen, seen one. I've seen UFOs. You've but, seen you know, a UFO. Totally, yeah. I totally mm-hmm. believe in the, the treaties were, civilians mm-hmm. and aliens are not supposed to have open communication in person. So it's like, okay, I'll wait, you know, but I still want to have tea. Yeah. I want a big piece of property with a place, a place for them yeah. to land and we can all just sit and have tea. Um, and where have you there, seen UFOs where you live? So, like just in your, um, not here in Oregon, but when mm-hmm. I was in California, well, I've seen mm-hmm. them in England when I've been there. And okay. it, yeah, there was this one that was like, the stars were coming out, and then this star, we thought it was a star at first, you know, like Kylie went, zoomed right, mm-hmm. and then zoomed down. I go, oh, that's not a star. <laughs> right, and yeah. Then, like, one day I was driving from my home in the San Francisco Bay Area to the prison that the ex was at at the time, like a couple hours away, so I believe early in the morning, and I'm driving on this two-lane highway, and all of a sudden this bright light um, disappears mm-hmm. and comes back and disappears, and it's like... 
So I get to the prison, I go, oh, I think your friends were saying hello to me. <laughs> you know, they're spacious mm. because they can have the yeah. ability to make it appear and not, you know, cloak it. And So that was cool. And then one of the times when he and I had, like, they call them family visits. So you, you're two uh-huh. days in an apartment together. And it was 9.30 at night. This is my favorite one. At 9.30 at night, he had to go to the outer gate to get counted by the guards. There's, you know, you're in an apartment, mm-hmm. but there's a little patio. So, you know, right by the patio, the yeah. gate, and the guards come. Okay. So then he, I'm sitting there watching TV, and he's going to come outside right above our apartment. Because Travis Air Force Base is pretty close to that prison where mm-hmm. he's at now. And this triangular craft flew very slowly over our apartment, like 1,000, 2,000 feet above us. So I could see it plain as day, red lights. I could hear the sound of it. And then it it looped back around and did it again. So I got to see it twice. And it was my 65th birthday then. It's like, this is the best birthday present ever. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's wild. And I've seen other times, you know, I I was at it with a group and some of them were using night vision goggles. And I'm Mm -hmm. going, oh, look at that shooting star. But it was the slowest shooting star I'd ever seen in my life. And you know, he said, oh, yeah, those are my friends just shown off, you know, because it's like sometimes you could just tell, you know, and yeah. I have got feelings about things. You know? So you so said like, you said he said, wait, you said was this your ex-husband who said those are yeah, just my yeah, friends showing up? So yeah, do you think that there's like, OK, so that's what I'm saying. So you think because of his experience that they know where he is and can show himself Definitely. themselves to him. <laughs> that's so that's so crazy I, I, I because he he's. He communicates with them on some level. Wow. It could just be telepathy or whatever. But yes, he still has maintains a relationship with them. So everybody who has a relationship with them, it's almost like on a telepathic level. Like they can it, say, it you depends. know, I yeah. mean, you know, he mm-hmm. he used to be around them in person all the time. <clears throat> Like on the base, like just because I'm trying to get a picture. I'm trying to paint. I'm trying to get a picture and paint a picture. So here you are or he is on a military base. You know, there's Jack over there who you have coffee with in the morning who's human. (laughs) And then like you go to another part of the military base and then there's like these aliens there. And they're like, hey, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? It's. I, I it am saying so that crazy. that is what happened. I'm not saying that happened while he's in prison because I don't know. Right. I, I'm just saying that, that that's what his life was. And wow. And he goes to a mission. Sometimes you'd be on a space mission, and he's he's been trained to work with their military as well. So sometimes he might be on their spacecraft. Sometimes some of them would be on our spacecraft. So, so then our so our technology then is what much more advanced than 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 us lay people realize. Because if we yes. yeah, because if we can you know from from some of the things that I've watched and some of the things that I've heard, you know, they always say well their technology is so much more advanced because oh, yeah. of the way they yeah. can move through space and time so easily and how how we're so limited, but maybe we're not as limited <laughs> as we're led to believe. I don't know, you know. Because it's not, all but hidden. I still don't think we're probably as advanced as them. But, right. Um, and, and you have mm-hmm. to realize like some and not I don't want to say not all aliens are equal. They don't all have mm-hmm. the capabilities. You know, some of right. them have the ability sure. to transport their vehicles through wormholes and black mm-hmm. holes and wormholes. And yeah. Stuff, but not everybody yeah. can. Some of them have to drive the spacecraft through the Oort cloud and the asteroid belt and all that. So it takes them much longer to get here. It just, mm. it just depends. And I, and I don't have, you know, like the Raptors, for example, can use wormhole technology. 
not everybody. And so, what are some of the other types of aliens, if you oh, can think them. of yeah. offhand? Well, there, yeah. there are some really lovely cats. I, I know of two species of cats. Cats? Um, one, cats, like cats? kitty cats. Kitty oh, cats. Re- really? That <laughs> yes. is really interesting. There's cats and dogs and insects and reptilians. <laughs> yeah, um, there's, there's a really cool cat species that looks like a panther, and they'll walk up on two legs. So if if she's if you're wearing a cloak, you can't necessarily tell it's a cat because you can't see their tail. But they're really uh-huh. cool. But they're they're scientists and like they're anthropologists and archaeologists, and they'll come to this planet often to see. There's one in particular I know about, and she would come here to explore and see maybe where her species has visited Earth before. And you know if you oh, go wow. different places, like go that's a new one. Tepe, yeah, yeah. I, just, I, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. There are places on this planet, like Gobekli Tepe, Tepe in, in Turkey, which is an old temple, but it was also a spaceport. So if you look carefully at the carvings, this one has like a dog or this one has a lizard. This one might have a cat because different species would land their craft there. But anyway, the oh, other cat wow. species, and I don't know where those cats are from, but there's right. another cat species, their world is out in space and it just sits still and other things move past it. And so mm-hmm. they live in their, their home world is like in some inside some big sphere and they are like seven or nine feet tall. And when they outstretch their arms, they're like wings. They can fly. They communicate telepathically. They have this interesting, I don't know what you call it. Um, it almost looks like a mustache, but it's really more mm-hmm. telepathic, and they hum, and they can do a mind meld thing like Dr. Spock used to do. Um, and wait, you know. now he told you this, or he he, yes, he told you this? He met, okay. he met them. Yes, he met them. Um, and, just, and some of them wild. have come back to Earth with him. Mm-hmm. And so those are the two cat species that I know about. I'm sure there are more. There's a lovely dog species that they look like hound dogs, and they were allowed to build a base in Australia after the 1961 conference I met. And they're, I mean, they've been visiting this planet for thousands of years, and and but they're very peaceful, and they can defend themselves. Pretty much most of the species I know about can defend themselves, but that doesn't mean they're outwardly mean and aggressive. Mm-hmm. But you, right. you need to be able to defend yourselves. But their sole purpose for being here, they're merchants. So they'll buy chocolate and bling and watches and fabrics and things and export them out to space to the other aliens. They they won't kidnap people and they won't transport kidnapped humans, mm. but they'll transport all this other cool stuff that the aliens seem to want. So, you know, that that's that is, really cool. <laughs> that is really cool. It's wild. So is it now what is it so then what is an elemental are those ele, would oh, those be considered elementals, elementals? The fairy, no the elementals the fairies the okay but yeah that's what i thought but then i'm yeah. thinking since i never heard of cat or dog planet like yeah. planets that that's their alien species but i but mean like i said why not the elementals <laughs> what i love and see this is part of the mm-hmm. my newer talk is all about connection and okay. connection between, you know, I'm no longer just his spokesperson. I'm my own spokesperson. Right, of course, and of and course. And I'm the alien. It's like I'm, you know, I'm I'm moving beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, because certain, you know, there's fairies and different mm-hmm. elemental species that yeah. live here on the Earth. And yes. there are other alien species that have their own elementals. So you might be on the moon and there's elementals. You might be a species from who knows where and you'll come 
you know, you have your elementals with you. And if you're at a conference, for example, we don't speak the same language, but our elementals can translate for us. If you can't talk to me telepathically, our, mm -hmm. our elementals will, you know, talk to each other and then they'll tell, you know, they'll translate for us. So, and that, that is so cool to me. And, and again, like, um, mm -hmm. and I love that your, your whole thing is about creating magic or using magic mm -hmm. in your life and rewriting your life, because that's what I've totally done these last mm -hmm. 20, 25 years or so. Yeah, it sounds like writing it. my life. And I love it because I'm in a fabulous place right now, but, um, magic and witchcraft, mm -hmm. there are many, many mm -hmm. species that have their own witches in their mm -hmm. society. I believe that. Yeah. And it's, I know I believe it's a human thing. <laughs> And I know that I believe, obviously, I believe in elementals wholeheartedly because I've had some personal experiences, oh, some cool. sightings myself. Oh. Yeah, a couple of times. So I know. And, you know, I know people like, you know, I don't usually talk about it with most people. But, you know, I'm very open on my show. You can think I'm crazy or not. I know oh, what gosh, I saw. No. <laughs> well, you know, and I, I should say, I'm not even joking. It's like, you know, I'm, I'm getting back out in the dating world, kind of. I mean, I'm dipping my toes in. Okay. It's like, I'm not, I am so not afraid now. It's like, I'm just going to tell you I'm a witch. I'm just going right. to tell you I believe in all this stuff. If you don't like it, then move on because exactly. this is who I am. And yeah. this is what I'm speaking on. You know, half of my podcast shows that I'm getting on are about relationships. And the other uh -huh. half is all this stuff. And it's like, <laughs> I like talking about both equally and yeah. I, I felt so empowered to give my talk a couple of weeks ago at this little conference. And, you know, I just love talking about the connection because once I got it, it's like, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. You yeah. Know well, you can hear, you can hear I, how excited you are about, about it. So it comes across very, yeah, that you really are liking and you're exploring and you're obviously investigating more and more information as it comes out. I'm sure you're yeah. gathering that. So yeah. the talk that you gave a few weeks ago, um, was it mostly on aliens, extraterrestrials and UFOs or? Well, it was, it was at a, it was called the mystical minds convention. So there uh -huh. was, you know, magic-y stuff, there was UFO speakers, there was all kinds, you know, mm -hmm. all, the, all, the, all the woo. <laughs> you know, UFO yeah. paranormal and witchy magic stuff. And again, I gave a talk on, it was called like aliens, no, no non-humans, because I don't just like to call them aliens, but non-humans, spirit and magic, uh, mm. or fairies and magic, because I, I really have embrace this concept that we are all connected mm -hmm. and you know there's some very spiritual aliens here and out there and again like I said some of my spirit guides I, I have a spirit guide who's a, a raptor sorceress mm. I know and She's comes alive. to you and she comes to you. Do you see her or do you just know, get messages? Her. So you get messages um, I, from her. I've had her. a message or two uh, from her mm -hmm. through my channeling medium, but also one of my times that I spoke in England years ago, um, I was giving my talk and uh -huh. I, I have a quote that is like from this Raptor Senator and it's very, you know, it's like, like how everything is unique and individual and lovely and universal and there's so much abundance in the universe, even though we all mm -hmm. look different and stuff. Right. And, and just how beautiful everything is and infinite and connected. And when I gave that, 
I mean, I could already feel like my father-in-law spirit and these fairy or angelic beings behind me, but mm-hmm. she was like to my right shoulder and it came through so hot. It was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. And then the yeah. psychics came up after the talk and said, oh, I saw what was behind you. I go, good. Because <laughs> I could feel uh, it. <laughs> you could feel it. Yeah, was, that's oh, wild. Oh, so beautiful. So I, I love that. I, I just love that because I... I, like I said, I want to sit down and have tea and just talk about because I'm supposed to be a teacher for certain alien species, and mm-hmm. so I, I want to I want to get that show on the road. <laughs> yeah, you want to have yeah. I don't blame you. Well, you're open and you're ready. I watched yeah. recently. I don't know what yeah. it was on. I don't know if it was on Netflix or I, I watched something. I think it may have been on Netflix about these children that actually saw the whole class saw a UFO and actually oh. saw a uh, alien um, standing there and wow. and it was all over the news when it first came out and then what started to happen was they started to try to change. Now they're adults, right? So it's going back. Yeah. And a lot of them, like one guy like changed his story. Like they tried to change the story, you know, because mm. at first everybody was open to it. And then I guess it got to be like too real because you had like 20 kids who all witnessed the same thing. And then they said, Oh, they made it up and they lied. And it was like out of Australia or something. It was really wild. I watched this whole thing about it and I was like, Oh, that's so interesting. And they didn't want people to, yeah, they don't want people to know. There's Mm -hmm. a prolific author who writes about different sightings all over the place. And his name is Preston Dennett. He's from California, but he, one of his more recent books was all about, children as witnesses to ufos and alien mm-hmm. stuff and i don't know if it was necessarily as many actual alien sightings definitely ufos mm-hmm. and, and especially happening at a lot of schools and stuff. yeah so it's like that's just what you just said so that's that's really cool yeah well apparently what was so unique about this particular story it wasn't just the ufo there was an alien there was something uh, someone came out of the craft, out of the craft oh, uh-huh. and they were a witness to it and that's wow. not usually what happens like people will no. have sightings of ufos right. but they don't necessarily see you know right. an, an alien creature so yeah it was really it was really interesting wow. to, to watch it yeah right. so i mean i am like so i mean i definitely know that we're not the only species on this uh, uh you know no. right you know in space over here so um yeah, yeah, it's been so. Be, yeah, it's yeah, been it's, so fun talking to oh you about God. it. We're we only have like a minute. Is there anything you want to share that we didn't get a chance to that you didn't get a chance to mention before we wrap up? Uh, not necessarily. Just you know, I encourage everybody to have an open mind and mm-hmm. you know, do do the you take what I say and do your mm-hmm. own research and see what's in your heart and how it sits with you. Yeah, you know, and just Is, have an open mind because there's there's friends out there that want to be our friends. Is there any, like, somebody that you follow or watch that talks a lot about real-life sightings that people could, who are interested in this, that could go to? Uh, there, there's so many people out there in the UFO industry, so there's, yeah. there's, there's no one person that I, I follow. Okay. Because I'm usually too busy to watch all the other stuff. <laughs> Sounds like it. Well, thank you, Joanne. It was a oh, delight having you. you. It was a oh, lot of you fun. Too. Oh, you, you're uh, a delight. <laughs> Oh, thanks. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Postcards to the Universe with Melissa, Creating Life You Crave. And I'm wishing everyone a wonderful week filled with joy, abundance, and love. Peace. Thank you.